0: Welcome to Talking with Tremaine, a health and fitness show featuring Tremaine and David Ellis. Together, this husband and wife co-host team will bring you the benefits of what can be your best life. It all depends on your mindset and understanding of what a fit and healthy lifestyle can truly be. Now, here is Tremaine and David.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again, another week to the Talking with Tremaine show. I am your host, Tremaine. I am here with my husband and co-host, David.
2: How you guys doing? I have no idea why she is blasting and yelling in the mic like she is.
1: But... just how I always talk. See, now this is the thing. Half the time, he said, I can't hear you. You talk so low. Then when I increase my volume, that's an issue. Just, Just can't win. Can't win for losing. Anywho... (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, don't even give me a chance to respond But let's go on
1: As always, we want to thank you all for tuning in um, We might be a little, dysfunction, a little dysfunctional today But, you know, we're all family, right? Right? But yeah, thank you all um, Our loyal listeners for tuning in We got the week We so, so, so much appreciate you If you are tuning in with us for the first time, don't get nervous. It's all in fun. (laughs) Um, But thank you for tuning in with us. We do like to have fun, like to be informative, but we also like to keep things light and have fun here.
2: Got to keep them light, like a Diet Coke or something. Diet.
1: Yeah.
2: Crystal light.
1: There, there. Yeah.
2: There we go. There, there. Is that a new word?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And as always, thank you to those who are listening all the way from across the world overseas, Ireland, Germany. We, we did pretty good in China last week. Our, our numbers are growing in China.
2: Hey, uh, Ireland, you guys are almost catching up on the U.S.
1: Keep it going. Keep it going.
2: And saw that we had one from Finland.
1: We got our Finland again. We got Finland back. (laughs) Thanks, Hira, for listening. Yeah. Yeah, but it's amazing, y'all. Y'all are great. Um, You're just a great listening audience. I enjoy um, those who send us messages. We did. I do want to thank those of you who sent in your um, plates (laughs) from the 4th and those of you who didn't. I'm going to say you just forgot. It's not that your play was just so outrageous. You just didn't want to send it in to us.
2: Some embarrassment. Some embarrassment there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, it's all good, though. Um, We had a great time last week. Great show last week. If you missed it, please go back. Even though we gave tips on surviving the 4th of July, you can use those same tips, you know, throughout the summer and just every day. It's, It's... techniques I mean tips that you can use every day to work on your cheese <laughs>
2: God, you know what you gotta I,
1: was about, have that in there. I was about to say
2: something and then you busted <laughs> it up with the cheese like come on
1: for those of you who don't know what that means what was this first show that we talked about the cheese was it I think it might have been was it the cardio Is not or was it the one before that
2: I think it was the one before I that think one. so
1: too so, yeah, go back and listen to Fit Fathers <laughs> and learn about what the cheese is. But, uh, yeah, again, we we just thank you all for listening and keep doing what you're doing and we'll keep doing what we're doing.
2: There you go. got to keep it going, though.
1: Got to keep it going.
2: So the 4th of July is over, at least for the states.
1: Oh, but we got to tell them about our hike.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh
1: we man y'all should have you should have joined us on the hike it was great we had a good little crew that uh, well, it was four of us um but and we literally hiked up one side of the mountain and down the other side how that happened that's another story (laughs) yep but it was great it was great time great company great exercise
2: great steps
1: great steps
2: a lot of calories burned
1: lots of calories burned and
2: this was all before eating
1: yes yeah we we were out there at seven o'clock in the morning we were done by what like 9 30 or something like that yeah
2: it took us an hour and 36 seven minutes to mm-hmm. walk up and down or 32 minutes to walk yeah. up one side and we walked up the hard side and walked down the easy side
1: Yeah, so and we didn't get, I know you're like that, math don't add up. We didn't start at seven, we had a little delay (laughs) in getting started, but you know, once we got going, you know, it was no stopping us. So,
2: ain't no stopping us now. We on the move. Oh, my bad. Sorry, yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, part two for last week homework let's put this out there. Other than the cookouts, tell us what activities you did on the 4th. How were you active on the 4th? Did you go yeah. for a walk, a jog, a swim? Just let us know.
2: We went for a hike. A hike. Yeah. It, it
1: was, was great, though.
2: It was. We met some interesting people on the mountain. Yep. But right. uh,
1: Good yeah. times.
2: Good times at Richmond High. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... You guys enjoyed the fireworks here in the States, I'm pretty sure. If you are like me, you didn't go anywhere outside because sounded too much like some different kind of fireworks.
1: Yeah. Trixie wasn't too fond of it either.
2: Trixie's never fond of it. Anything mm-hmm. that falls in the house, she scares herself by wagging her tail.
1: I mean, you you, you giving away. You know, you just putting her out there.
2: Ah, uh, well, you know.
1: <laughs> She's losing her street cred. She is. But, um, yeah, it was a great time. And, you know, we are in summer. It's summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. And you know what that means. Yes, cookouts, family reunions, get-togethers, all that stuff. But it also means kids are out of school. Which also means possibly hanging around the house a bit more.
2: Playing Fortnite.
1: Playing Fortnite. So... Today's show is, um, this is kind of near and dear to me. I don't have any kids. We don't have any kids. But um, when I first started training, you know, this was, even though I don't uh, specifically focus on training kids, but this was one of the things that would always kind of break my heart a bit is when I see kids who are overweight, um, like three, four, five-year-old kids who are overweight. um, And the thing about it is, I think that kind of gets to me the most is, it's not their fault. (laughs) I mean, they're they're eating what their parents or guardians give them. And even the schools. Like, I know when I was in school long, long time ago, lunches weren't always the healthiest. So, I mean, I can kind of imagine how it is now. I hope they're getting a little better, but for what I'm seeing and hearing, not not too much. So, um, you know, we, we have to do better for our kids. They're the next generation. They're the now generation. And we just have to make sure we're setting good examples you know, as we've mentioned on a couple of the shows before, they're watching, they're imitating or emulating <laughs> or both. Something. <laughs> they're copying what we're, what they're seeing us do. So we just have to be mindful of, you know, what not only we're putting in our body, but what we're giving our kids to put into their bodies.
2: Yeah. Um, like I used to work with the school system in Greensboro and the lunch is there. Oh my! It's not the best. It's not the healthiest.
1: Um, I, I will say. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: I think Michelle Obama was on to something when she was all about changing school lunches because that food—it wasn't like we had when we were coming up. Because I know we used to always look forward to that pizza.
1: I would just to like say that Mexican pizza, not the square pizza with the thick Whoa. white with the thick crust and Whoa. the white cheese. No, no, no. Mexican pizza day boom
2: mexican pizza day was a dollar 25 the regular pizza was a (laughs) dollar i was on that dollar pizza
1: well i don't know but i look forward to the mexican pizza day that was the junk that was it wow but um yeah so and also back in our day you know we actually went outside and you know played outside now when the I was going to say Nintendo. I don't know. I'm sure there's some version of Nintendo still around. But, you know, with the,
2: the Nintendo Switch.
1: Sure, okay. <laughs> uh, with the Nintendos and the Xboxes and uh what else? That? The PlayStation. I still got a PlayStation too. So y'all see how dated I am. But I will rock the American Idol karaoke. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> on my PS2. No shame. But um, <laughs> they were thinking like there should be some shame. <laughs> but hey, I'm not a gamer. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just... In computers, iPhones, iPads, um, you know, all these smart devices is taken away from, you know, real exercise, real activity. And um, is leading to to obesity because you know they just sit eat whatever's there or whatever their parents give them and then they, they're not moving they're not burning those calories so you know that fat is just being stored up and you know it's just not not good <laughs>
2: yeah it's not so you know like we talked about i want to say it was last week's show about the leptin receptor um I did do some research on it, and it is a condition to where sometimes the leptin receptor, which is the hormone that says, hey, I'm full, is not working or operating correctly. So there is um, a condition with that. But obesity is, childhood obesity is one of the things that kind of leads to adult obesity. Um, You know, when kids are not as active, even though we had some pretty I guess you can say plump is that a nice word to say we had some pretty overweight kids when we were coming up. however they were still active so it's the difference between being just obese and being obese with not no activity some people have a um, thyroid condition which makes them gain weight and it's it's crazy so you just got to make sure you're doing the right thing and make sure you're getting and keeping your kids active and doing something. I know I came up and I played many a sport and did many of things. So you just got to make sure that you <clears throat> excuse me, that you have that time with those kids and that they are doing what they are supposed to be doing. Right. So, yeah, uh, I think we got some facts here from the CDC here in the States
1: yeah so you know we like to um get some statistics going on just to kind of put more perspective on you know how things are and um and of course this this may even be more watered down than what it actually is, but um according to the cDC, the prevalence of obesity was eighteen point five percent. And it affected about 13.7 million children and adolescents.
2: Yeah. And um, so the ages for the children and adolescents ranges from 2 to 19. And obesity prevalence was 13.9% among 2 to 5-year-olds.
1: 2 to 5-year-olds. 2 years, 3 years, 4 years, 5 years five years and it was obese
2: yeah it's crazy so that means they are not eating gerber they're eating the same thing you eat on your plate and that's where the portion sizes come in at the portion sizes in eating things in um what is the word i'm looking for
1: grease (laughs) fried in grease (laughs) Uh,
2: where you do everything in moderation. moderation yeah so that, that's what that comes into. And then you have 18.4% obesity among six to 11 year olds. And it was 20.6% among 12 to 19 year olds. Childhood obesity is also more common among certain populations. And those populations are Hispanics, 25.8%, non-Hispanic blacks, 22% and higher obesity prevalence than non Hispanic whites, fourteen point one percent.
1: Yeah, we gotta do better. I yeah. mean, these are our babies. We gotta look out for them, especially like in that two to five, six to eleven year old range. They can't do for I mean, they're gonna go for the sweets, the junk food, but we have to we have to curb that because this is this is ridiculous. It's I mean it's ridiculous. I understand we're all busy. It's just so much easier to just grab something some chicken nuggets from, you know, the I won't name a restaurant. But the fast food restaurants. Convenience it sometimes we just gotta make it not convenient. Do what mm. we gotta do. Meal prep, do I mean, yeah. We we have to do better.
2: Yeah. Again, you like I just got the book, um, Eating to Live to Eat, no, Eat to Live. And I'm about to start reading. I'm actually reading about three books right now at the same time, which is crazy because you got to put all the information somewhere. So we have to do better. We got to make sure that we're getting our kids active. And today's show, we got special guest Sean Brown, who is a owner and operator of Bad athletics.
1: Brown athletic division. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's what I was about to say that too. Yeah,
1: so we're going to talk with Sean on the other side of the break and just kind of see how he's contributing in order to keep our kids moving, keeping them active. Um, So and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff (laughs) because this is important. I mean, we have to do better. But in the meantime, give us some jumping jacks. And we'll be right back with you in a little
2: bit. See you later.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
3: Training with Tremaine is where you want to visit for your motivation and results. Stop by to find out about our training programs. We offer both one-on-one training as well as group training for corporate functions and organizations. We offer boot camps, couch to 5K, and road to 10K running programs. And coming soon virtual training. Also, take a look at our store for the best in motivational products like t-shirts in both kid and adult sizes. Visit our site at trainingwithtremaine.com That's trainingwithtremaine.com
0: can you truly expand your possibilities beyond what your normal capabilities are it's very possible when you can know more do more and be more tune in each week to shift happens with host Karin Weary and featured guest co-hosts the world is waiting for you to show off your unique gifts it starts with healing yourself mentally emotionally physically and spiritually once the scars of our past are gone we can truly begin to shine Listen live every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific on voice america health and wellness have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Talking with Tremaine. To reach our program today, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at now, back to Talking with Jermaine.
1: All right, everybody. You can stop doing those jumping jacks. Breathe in. Breathe out. Catch your breath. Let your heart rate go back down. But welcome back. Welcome back. Um, as we mentioned in the first uh, segment of the show, we are talking today about keeping kids moving. Uh, we gave some stats on... Childhood obesity—the percentages, even at a very early age—and um, we we have to do better. That's that's my line for the for the show. We have to do better, um, but also we mentioned we have a very special guest on with us today, and he's doing his part in helping to keep kids moving. So, welcome to the show, Sean Brown. Uh, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Appreciate you.
4: Thanks thank you. For having-
1: no mm-hmm. problem. Thanks for uh, accepting our invitation to be on the show today.
2: Yeah. So uh, Sean's a he's a guru when it comes to the basketball court. Uh, I've done some work with him, but Sean, go ahead and give us a little. Go ahead and give the people a little bit about your background. Wow. A
4: little bit about my background. Um, grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Typical Army kid. Uh, growing up, definitely happened to be respectful. Yes, ma'am, no sir. Uh, if I didn't do one of those, you know, I was probably looking at a backhand to the mouth or something. You um, know, mm-hmm. didn't play when it came to that. Not showing respect to your elders. Um, but grew up in Columbia uh, playing basketball. My family played all the different types of sports. Uh, basketball was probably more so the sport that I kind of clung to. Um, I was able to play all throughout high school. Uh, I was able to play collegiately. That brought me into Charlotte and played ball for uh, the Queens College. Well, Queens University, Brennan Royals at that time. It was called Queens College. Um, And after I graduated college, went to the workforce, kind of felt unfulfilled for a while. Um, You know, kind of matriculated through life a little bit. And then eventually uh, one thing led to another, and God allowed me to be able to get into coaching and man, I've been
2: passionate about that ever since. That, you know, that's great because that leads right into like the first question, like why are you so passionate about um, working with kids?
4: Uh, just being able to see um, our generation and seeing where kids are and this is like I know that so many people into me when I was being able to grow up. Um, just about being able to make better decisions, being able to, you know, do the right thing, being a person of integrity, being, you know, a person of character, um, just, and then being able to kind of see where the kids these days are. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like a growing disconnect. So many of our kids now, I mean, we have a lot of good kids out there. You know, the same token, we have even more bad kids out there as well. I compared to what it was when I was growing up. So just
2: trying to help, do my part, and, and pour into them like people poured into me. Right. And you say that um, it's some good kids out there and some bad kids. But you know my my belief and philosophy is there's no such thing as a bad kid. as just bad parenting, because kids yeah. wanna, they're going to act only the way that they can get away with, um, only the, with the things that they can get away with. yeah but yeah, yeah so,
4: I don't necessarily mean bad kids, I meant more so bad actions.
2: Bad actions, yeah. Well, I, I'll stick with the first one that you went with, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, as Tremaine and I were talking in the first segment, we really want to hit on keeping kids moving, and it's a real big thing here in the United States with childhood obesity. Um, so with that, I'm gonna pass it along to Tremaine and let her go ahead and get her in. Get her in. Get some stuff in here.
1: So, um, in the first segment, like I mentioned, we we gave some statistics as far as the percentage of um, children and adolescents who are obese. And one of the things that, like I mentioned again, it just kind of hurts me to see are these young kids who... Are overweight because again it's not their fault so as it you know as childhood obesity continues to rise what are your thoughts on how we should approach it? and I don't again we're not parents <laughs> and but you know that doesn't mean that we don't have a passion for kids and seeing kids living a healthy um, lifestyle
4: uh-huh. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of that, you know, kind of comes down to the parenting. Uh, kind of comes down to the kids' individual makeup as well. You know, so many of our kids these days just want to sit in the house as opposed to, you know, when we were growing up, we relatively stayed outside. You know, kids these days got so many different devices. Whether it's social media, whether it's video games, you know, they got so many different things that kind of keep them in the house as opposed to being more active outside or having a more active and healthy lifestyle. I think one of the things that we gotta try to do and you know, it comes from parenting, it comes from, you know, all different kinds of things is getting these kids out the house more. Whether it's, you know, going to parks, playing at the playground, going for walks, walking the dog, riding a bike, you know, you know, back when I was coming up it wasn't nothing to see Little neighborhood kids on the corner jumping rope playing double dutch. You know, things like that. That's kind of what you're used to. You know, seeing who was trying to play with monkey You know, those types of things you don't really see these days. You know, some kids, you know, I hate to call them soft, but, you know, a lot of kids these days are just soft. You know, don't want to go outside because it's too hot. don't want to go outside because, you know, they're going to get too sweaty and all that stuff. So just, you know, i just trying to fight against that and just trying to give them moving
1: out outlet, just trying to get him up to house basically is what I feel like can be done mm-hmm. yeah I definitely definitely agree with um with that and I will say we have a dog <laughs> who we would voluntarily allow a kid to come by and walk and play with <laughs> she would definitely get you moving but yeah
2: this is for sure so yeah um <clears throat> I grew up you grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. I have some family from there. Um, And I know growing up here in Greensboro, well, growing up in Greensboro, like if my mom was saying that, hey, you couldn't go outside. That was like the death stroke. That was like the ultimate sentence for us, you know, as kids. But nowadays, it's like, man, let me be in the house even now. At the ripe old age of 39, I got out and walked six miles outside. And it's just like, man, you would not catch a kid out walking that far for something um, or just for health. But um, definitely understand. Definitely understand. So even with that right there, we know it's different seasons in childhood uh, versus and it's different seasons in adults, meaning like some most of the year children are in school. They have some breaks. Like right now, they're on summer break, uh, most of them, if they're not in the year-round program. So with that right there, um, so it's just it's just one of those things. It's like every child, like every adult has different seasons of their life where they have a bit going on. What do you feel are some ways that you or that we can keep kids moving in those times when they don't have, a lot, of go- a lot going on or more free time when they are not in school? Uh, that's a great question. Great question. Um,
4: one thing that I try to do uh, with the program that I run uh, with Brown Floyd Division, we try to really get cranked up when the kids' uh, whether they're out for, like, winter break, whether it's spring break, or even out for the summer. That's when we really try to get our hands on them. Because otherwise, a lot of times, as these parents say, they just sit on the couch sitting on the couch in the AC, just uh, eating up everything in the refrigerator, watching TV uh, for hours upon hours. So uh, that's what we really try to do. We really try to get them up and focused on grabbing these kids, getting them active. Whether it's in the gym, whether it's outside, just doing something. and uh, just having them just be more, more productive with the hours that they have of free time.
2: Yeah.
1: So what are some of the things? Um, you know, the kids that come to your account What are the some, some? What are some of the things that? you have them doing at your camp to kind of get them moving?
4: A lot of, well, we kind of specialize in basketball. As you've seen yourself, we've had you come in and do some boot camps, and the kids be running away from you with fear in their heart. And, you know, how discriminate? That is <laughs> all that is good. So just kind of getting these kids used to being active. You know, some of them don't necessarily participate in their own PE's that they have in school. So just being able to do different things. Uh, we do a lot of basketball fundamentals, a lot of skills and drills where we kind of teach the fundamentals of the game. Um, a lot of times these kids just kind of want to be able to get up and down after each other. So you know, we have competition drills. We put them on the court and you know, roll the ball out after we teach them a few fundamentals. And they try to go and try to implement what they've learned against each other. So you know, it's just kind of fun just kind of watching them compete in that kind of atmosphere. See who has the best bragging rights.
2: Yeah, now I can tell you from first-hand experience working with Sean and some of these kids, this is just like, what in the world did I get myself into? Like I love kids, but certain ages is just like, you know, trying to teach basketball is like trying to get a wall to talk. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It is so hard.
1: But I think you said something that's um <clears throat> that's very important and is really key into keeping kids moving. Um, making it fun. You know, you say you have the games that the competition that, you know, you have the kids playing against each other. Most human beings, they like competition. Everybody, I believe, have some kind of competitiveness in them. And when you can add that to the sport um, while they're uh, doing the different drills and skill techniques that you've taught them and making it fun, then they don't even really know that they're technically working out <laughs> because they're having fun with it. And I think that's key, especially with kids um you know when they have the video games and all of the other stuff in front of them they're gonna think well why would I why would I go outside why would I do this but when you make it fun for them and I even have to do with a lot of my clients <laughs> I have I even play games in some of my training sessions so I gotta fool them so they won't know that they're working out but they're actually having fun while they're doing it so I think that's That's key, especially when it comes to kids and getting them moving and keeping them moving.
2: Yeah. I know when I coached track in Greensboro, um, we used to go hard Monday, all the week, Monday through Thursday. And on Fridays, I would kind of try to make it a light day. We would usually play dodgeball or something like that. Of course, every kid is trying to aim to get out Coach Ellis. But that's just the name of the game is... um, you're moving we need to play dodgeball kickball something that they were still running and working out because it was just the fact that we want to keep you moving so yeah um and like sean just he's done a camp to where he's taught kids drills and named it a chicken sandwich a milkshake and a fry
1: (laughs) was it a chicken sandwich
2: chicken sandwich i forgot Uh chicken sandwich was a crossover right
4: Okay. Yeah, you got the burger, fry and the drink. The chicken sandwich. You're right. Got to, got to break it down to so where they can remember it.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember where's the beef. I didn't remember the chicken sandwich. That was yeah, new. You
4: know. Yeah, kids these days they prefer Chick Fil A over McDonald's. So you know. That's so. fair.
1: <laughs> Can't blame them yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah, Yes. So <laughs> so
4: so, depending right. on the group, but yeah, yeah, I mean, just kind of. Relatable. And I try to break it down to where. You know it's relatable because if
2: it's over their heads, then they may lose interest. So I just try to keep it relatable and fun, and, right. and let them have it. Yeah, that's great stuff, though. I mean, Sean does great work, and he works here in Charlotte with the kids. A lot of times, he he does camps at the uh, Curry Center, which is downtown, um, not far from the Spectrum Center, actually.
4: Um.
1: So I know you've had a couple of camps already. Um, can our listeners, our local listeners, expect anything from you um, in the near future as far as camps? Uh,
4: yes, we're going to be gearing up for a camp, God willing, the, the last week in July Uh the 29th through the 1st. Uh, we're going to try to probably shoot one for... Maybe that, that we week after that as well. Um, but we're gonna try to get geared up. Uh, we're still trying to nail down locations, but um, as Mr. Ellis was saying, we're probably to be at the Curry Court yet again. Um, Uptown at the corner of Sixth uh, and Davidson, Sixth uh, and East Sixth Street. Mm-hmm. The Charlie Hop for those that kind of know are a little bit more familiar with that. But yeah, definitely
1: looking geared mm-hmm. up. And we'll make sure we have once that's uh, finalized, we'll have that information on our talking with Tremaine dot com website so they can get that information from there mm-hmm. and also and also sorry and also information because you do personal training as well for basketball correct for kids youth
4: right we do skill development training yeah. definitely yeah. definitely do that whether it's small groups or one on one
2: definitely I just want to say every time somebody has something at the Curry Center I always get lost trying to get down to the Curry Center always it never fails yeah so that's why I have showed up late and I'm like man I got lost again he's like you just here last Handshake,
1: week no excuses Last week, <laughs> Mr. But, <laughs> military I can find my way anywhere hey, he I mean, talk about me and my and I'll admit. I'm horrible with directions but.
2: you may have to have a GPS to go to the mailbox
1: <laughs> hey <laughs> hey <laughs> it, depending on which side I'm coming in on it's always different like where was that thing yet again <laughs> but yeah but we are about to take another quick break and uh once we get back from our break we're going to talk with shine a little bit more on you know how we as a community you know they say it takes a village to raise a child how can we as a village get our kids and keep our kids moving so um we're gonna do like we did with Bobby. Sean, give the our listeners an exercise for them to do during the break. Uh,
4: during
1: the break, simply marching in place. Uh, <laughs> marching in place. During the in, in breaks. There you go, marching in place. Y'all got it easy with Sean today. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see y'all on the other side.
0: opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness
3: training with tremaine is where you want to visit for your motivation and results stop by to find out about our training programs we offer both one-on-one training as well as group training for corporate functions and organizations we offer boot camps couch to 5k and road to 10k running programs and coming soon virtual training. Also, take a look at our store for the best in motivational products like t-shirts in both kid and adult sizes. Visit our site at trainingwithtremaine.com That's trainingwithtremaine.com
0: Perspectives with Dr. Badisha Patel is a program that explores emotional management for a healthier lifestyle. On each program, we discuss ideas that support emotional well-being, such as mental illness, relationships, parenting, and family connections, and much more. If you are facing challenges in your life, you can grow and learn by exploring new techniques in dealing with stress, Anxiety, and relationships. Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel airs live Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Have
4: you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows,
0: check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com
4: the voice america press blog all access all the time
0: opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness you are listening to talking with tremaine to reach our program today, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's one 472 5792 You may also send an email to info at Now, back to Talking with Tremaine. All right, all right. You can stop marching in place. Stop
1: marching in place. Good job, everybody. Well, we are back with our third and final segment for this week, and as promised, we got our guest Sean Brown back with us, and we're just wanna, we just want—we just want to keep talking about ways in which to keep our kids moving.
2: Yeah, so we got to make sure we keep them moving back and back and forth, uh, round and round, left and right, always up and down. So, Sean, you coach basketball. But what are some ways that you feel that we can keep kids moving other than basketball?
4: Um, some things that I feel like we can do. Uh, maybe daily walks, um, Kings Mountain daily hikes. Well, maybe not daily hikes, but maybe hikes once a month like Kings Mountain, or maybe even organizing a community, even a food drive where the kids are going from door to door, passing out food, or, or gathering up so just different types of things, and there's all different kinds of ways to be active, and yeah. I remember we used to have field days back in, um, oh, and, and, man, yes. <laughs> yeah. you know, and a, a quarterly field day for the kids.
2: Man, you just brought back some horrible memories for me. Field day. I remember <laughs> I signed up. I signed up for the hundred yard dash, hundred meter. Uh, yeah, hundred yard dash, and bought some biking shoes. My mom bought me some biking shoes. We were in third grade. Man, I got Uh-oh. blue. <laughs> I was the last one. Good no boy, though. No. You know it was all good. I I did it. I was active, but I was a slow kid. But I got fast as an adult. So it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. There it is. There it is. So, you know, we live and we learn. Um, Sean, you said that we, Kings Mountain, like, Jermaine, uh, Cynthia, Dietrich, and myself, we did Crowder's Mountain for the 4th of July, as we mentioned in the first part of the second. We walked the whole mountain from one end to the other.
1: So now, I, now we uh, know who to call next time we go.
2: Yeah. There
1: <laughs> We
2: already got. We already got somebody else. We got them. Put them in on Sunday. They said, "Let us know." So Alvina, we will be calling you.
1: Yeah, we've been recruiting. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> but we. I mean, we had a great time. It, it was just good company. I think everybody that went got a little bit of goofball in them. So it was real light, real fun. Um, just a good time. Yeah.
2: That's a beautiful time. It is.
1: We're not going to call out a person who, who like, text me the night before and then ignored my text and never showed up. But it's all good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So next time. Next if time. If you're listening, just know we, we know where we stand.
1: In now. Right. You know who you are.
2: You know who you are.
1: But, yeah. And I think you said something. Yeah. Um, very good, too, Sean, when you're mentioning, you know, kids going out, um, I think you said the food food drive or yeah. something like that, going door to door. door. I mean, and that, something like that, number one, <clears throat> you're getting exercise, and number two, you're helping your community. You're doing something positive in your community. And I can say, like, I know, um, and I've been part of a couple of different um, evangelism teams, evangelistic teams, <laughs> which I wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> and and not even that, but just doing like you know door to door community stuff like that, and even adults can barely walk from one house to the next house without getting windy getting tired, and it's like you know how can you, how can you be of any use to somebody else if you, you know, can barely hold your own so I think um, starting off with kids and starting them out doing these type of things number one, it just puts it in their mind to do for other people, don't always expect someone to do for you, but, you know, be a blessing to somebody else, but also you know, it also keeps them moving as well, so I thought that was really good
4: Mm-hmm okay.
1: So going along with that, I mean, that that actually goes pretty, pretty, uh, well into our next talking point, which is non-conventional versus conventional ways to keep kids moving. So, um, that will probably fall on along the lines of non-conventional, but, um, it's, it's, I think it's a great, great thing, but, um, you know, with technology Like we were talking about before, iPads, uh, Playstations, Xboxes. Kids really aren't the outdoorsy type, you know, like we were growing up. So other than some of the things that you have mentioned before, what are some other ways that you think we can start getting kids to uh, participate and become more active doing things outside of the house?
4: Wow, that's a great question. I think that's the million dollar question. <laughs> right. That's kind of what's plaguing our, our youth today. Um, just figure out a way to make it cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe even some social media challenges. I remember they had this Pokemon challenge
2: out. Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon Go. I was just thinking that.
1: Pokemon, Pokemon. was on the, on, on the mountain with us <laughs> well, on the fourth. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so maybe even figuring out a way to, you know, make social media is cool, you know, where it's cool. Yeah. That kind of thing. <clears throat> and, and,
1: yeah, and I think that's a lot of what it is, especially with this generation. It's like, follow the leader. <laughs> so we just got to get, you know, one person, one cool person to say, oh, it's, it's cool to move. And then everybody else will... will follow suit but yeah. um yeah it's it's gonna take some i think creativity because they're just they're so used to what they're used to especially I was talking with one of my co-workers and she's in that generation where all she knows is iphone like you know that's i mean but that's that's how it is you know, the whole writing a handwritten letter or talking to somebody, <laughs> like, instead of texting somebody, it's becoming lost arts. getting up and moving. I mean, people could be in the same house, the same room, and instead of, you know, talking to each other, they're texting each other. And it's amazing. I go out all the time, and I just look around, I observe people, um, young and older and it's like I just I don't count the number of people who are on their phones I try to find the ones who aren't because like you can be out somewhere two people at a dinner table and they're both heads down in their phone I'm like really
2: are you sure you just didn't see that picture on Facebook
1: (laughs) no I, I notice it all the time I'm just like just just put your phone down but you know that's that's where we are.
2: <clears throat> but I know it's some, it's some things uh, as far as, like, technology, it can be good. Because you remember when we were coming out, Nintendo, they had a power pad. And that thing right there, they, that would get you moving, especially the track and field. Got to do that 100. That was a way of Nintendo's trying to get, it, get people active and getting people active um, as kids and, and adults. And now they came out with the, I think it's the Xbox Connect or something like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. PlayStation Move. So, they're trying to incorporate these things. However, I think most people are, well, most people are into Fortnite now. And it's really not anything you can do with Fortnite aside from use controllers. Uh, and Call of Duty was real big. But Mortal Kombat was really big with us uh when that came out and they just came out with like mortal kombat a hundred so you know none of them characters have died as of yet um
1: uh, and they have the wii fit i think that was a hit for um quickly a spell i don't know if people still even use that
2: so my mom has one uh and we used it quite a bit and it makes it it makes it pretty interesting especially when you got to get balance and things of that nature so yeah um But I know with basketball, they have some things with technology. they got sensors that you can put on the ball to get the arc and um, get the speed of the dribble or something of that nature. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but when I used to work with the Greensboro Swarm, I did some research and somebody came to present on it. So, yeah. Uh But those those are some of the things right there. Uh, So what other things do you think... As far as adults throwing incentives to kids to try to get them to move.
4: no mm-hmm. <laughs> question. Like, going back to what we were saying earlier, just figuring out a way to make it cool. Figuring out a way to make it fun. Yeah, um, you know, figuring out a way to make it purposeful. Um, you know, I think kids, we've seen kids organize, unfortunately, over tragic reasons, like such as the shootings, you know, at various schools like down in Florida. So we've seen kids organize over things like that. But just figuring out a way to get these kids to be able to galvanize and just, you know, understand that this will not only affect their lives in the current, but, you know, affect their health down the road as well. You know, if you only get one body. You got to take care of it. All right. um, you know, figuring out a way to get these kids organized and galvanized. And so, I, you know. hmm?
1: Yeah, and I think, too, um, it, it goes back to um, what that saying? Um, well... <laughs> Like the copycat cat game. I know I knew I don't want to say, it, but I was like, mm, I better not say say that. But um, it's like they kids are gonna do what they see uh, their parents do. And like when we had Shayla on for our uh, Moms on the Move show and Harold for our Fit Father show, their kid, both of their kids, actually around the age of three. But even before. Since they were young, I think Shayla maybe like when he like she four went, weeks.
2: She went back to working out at
1: two weeks out of the hospital. <laughs> right. But they started doing that for themselves and bringing their kids along on their workouts. So now, you know, Harold was saying, you know, his son, he'll get down, even though the forms all wrong, but he gets down, do push-ups. Oh, look, I'm doing push-ups with daddy. Um, Cameron, he runs with, with his mom. And his dad is active as well, and um, Harold's wife is with him as well. So it's like, if you make it a family thing and start out when they're young, it's going to be so much easier. Like, Harold was mentioning with his son when he goes to his grandmother's house, you know, it's like, oh, well, mommy don't want me to eat that, daddy don't want me to eat that, because they're instilling it in them early on. Not to say they can't have, you know, sweets here and there, or whatever the case may be, but they're they're making smart choices as far as, you know, keeping their kids active and making sure they're feeding them the right thing. And as they grow up, as they're growing up, they're they're going to keep that with them and make smarter choices when they're at that point where they can make choices for themselves. So I think a lot of it goes back to the parents and the village in general like You know, if 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 your kid sees you just sitting around watching Netflix all day, guess what? Most likely, they're gonna do the same thing.
2: Yeah, Mm true, so true. So you know, and we we kind of can understand how it is to be a mentor—not necessarily being a parent, but being a mentor. If you don't have your kids not active, if that mentor is active, they can instill in that kid. Oh, this is what it is to be fit. This is what it is to move. Like now, once Tremaine and I don't have kids right now, but when we do have kids, because I have been through so much in my life with military and athletics, my body is literally breaking down to where it is like I I walked that five miles, almost six miles, and I got a stretch fracture in my foot so we have to figure out different ways but we do we do have a membership to the wild and the pool is always open every day mm-hmm. so uh it's just different things of that nature um you know even looking at wilmington the 15 year old who made us hit a round of 18 like her mom and dad yeah. they, she
1: ain't sitting home playing Fortnite. <laughs> no
2: and she she used to play basketball and run track
1: She's from uh-huh. South Florida. Delray represent.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although she did get a little frustrated on Monday I mean, when she was playing. Uh, we, I, I watched that match. and
1: I watched um, the one on Monday when she uh, finally was eliminated.
2: But. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. She was frustrated that whole one. I think she went oh, to the bathroom. Oh, you say
1: that.
2: <laughs> I think she went to the bathroom to shed some tears. But, you know, we're proud of her nonetheless because who can do that at 15? <laughs> So, yeah.
1: And I think, real quick, one thing you were saying about um, even if the parents aren't, you know, being that example, having a mentor, I think that's important because sometimes you don't do because you don't know. And if, you know, they weren't brought up to be active or make healthy eating choices, they may not know how to do that for their kids. But again, that's where it comes in um, the village. So we we have to look out for each other and um, just help each other.
4: Yeah. And, and yep. So, we can do like, you know, they got father daughter dances, mother son. You know, we can have father daughter runs, mother son, yeah. all different kinds of things. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So there you have it. That is our show. We're going to give you double homework next week because we're about out of time. But thank you, Sean, for being our guest. And yeah.
2: We'll see you guys next week.
1: (laughs) Have a good one.
0: Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to join Tremaine and David Ellis for another edition of Talking with Tremaine next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to see you here next week.